Julies. I hope you're having a wonderful Thursday. Uh, today, I am so excited for our guests. We had Gina and Victoria of Haunted History BC on Instagram. Uh, they are paranormal investigators, they're historians, and they're just really fun people to talk to. So I really think you're going to enjoy this episode. Have a great day. Chills with Meg Getz. Real scary, real silly, real stories. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Chills. I am so excited. We have two guests for you today. With us is Gina and Victoria of Haunted History BC. Hello, how are you guys? So excited hey, to be here. We're good. We're good. Hey, great. How are you? I'm good. I'm really excited. Your Instagram is so much fun. It's so spooky, but also really historical. So thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks, thanks for you. having yeah. us. Great. <laughs> great. That's great. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I thought uh, we could start by having our listeners get to know you both a little better. So um, our first question is, what got you interested in the paranormal? Well, I probably would say um, most definitely when we were kids, uh, we were always fascinated with the paranormal. And I think that just never left us. We were always, like, I think we always enjoyed it, the books, the movies, the stories, everything. We like being freaked out. We literally do. <laughs> we, I, you know, we even uh, dabbled a little bit. We played around with seances with our friends. Oh, wow. Like <laughs> the we, classic yeah. stuff. You know, in the, in the yeah. basement, you're just kind of trying to, you know, do exactly. a talk to spirits. So and... as being as kids, you know, we really enjoyed it. And I don't think it ever left us. We were always even more fascinated. And um, even to this day like we just seem to get into a lot of the stuff um, we like to do the research and do all the visit like all the locations and things and yeah we're I think now turning it a little bit to now the professional side yeah. yeah well and even as a kid I remember just like in the in the section like going to that part of the library like kind of seeking out like, oh the, yeah some of the spooky books and you kind of get excited about you know reading mm-hmm. about the about ghosts or and one of my earliest favorites was um alfred hitchcock because he did a couple of books for kids really uh, yes he did like some specific to kids he did a couple of volumes that are really cool looking but oh yeah yeah those are one of my favorites like i still have them which is bizarre but yeah no that makes perfect sense (laughs) so yeah it just kind of you know i was like kind of reading about the nancy drew and hardy boy series oh i loved this they're up on the bookshelf i've got the nancy (laughs) drew's up there so you know it always kind of like i don't know just solving i guess the thing is solving a mystery and that sort of never leaves us and that's sort of what we carry into now like when we're Mm -hmm. researching the history and the paranormal we kind of want to solve the mystery about sometimes the people who live there or um, the people who had the house or what was just kind of in the area and it's sort of sometimes you, you get a real surprise and you get to discover something so that is really exciting I love that I, I really love the history too it's kind of cool to be able to you know tell people's stories um it, with the seances did you ever did anybody ever talk back when you did them as a kid you watch them? we used to ring them oh, okay okay so so maybe we would set up everything in the basement oh there, my gosh we were so good at it I we were oh my we goodness we were only like 10 11 12 years yeah old, something yeah we would really 
and we would freak people, people out, out. <laughs> like send them running it's kind of funny so yeah that's so, so funny now feel about that but we don't do that now we want to talk to the real ghosts exactly. but oh yeah no we had lots of fun with that just kind of yeah just getting things to fall over or you know while you're sitting there <laughs> oh, no, you know, I had a great contraption too we would have the strings black as well. string remember you the fishy line and the black string you couldn't oh, see it in the dark we so. Were so good at it <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So like, you know, when they tell like the, the stories about the Fox sisters and, you know, maybe they were yeah. fake. Well, we were, we were at that time, we were definitely fake. So <laughs> yeah. we had no psychic ability whatsoever to go We did a good job. Scared. We did. So it was all about like, kind of the entertainment part, which, you know. No, but seriously, though, like it was interesting because as kids and as now as, as adults, um, now with COVID, when we have COVID as well, the last two years, we also got into now doing a lot of local investigations and mm -hmm. that would kind of got us going. We couldn't travel anywhere, couldn't do anything really at the time for the last two years. And yeah. so this is what kind of got us going. And yeah. um, before we didn't even think twice, maybe sometimes of even looking at anything local. Yeah, like mm -hmm. a museum. So it kind of forced us to look in our own backyard. Yeah. And then things got really fascinating. Then we started looking at all the historic buildings yeah. and all the things that were built. And you get a, just a new appreciation for it, too. Mm -hmm. So the ghost hunting part is really fun and all of that. And then there's, there's the historical part, too. So we kind of try to stress in a lot of our Instagram posts that, you know, just check out your backyard and just be a yeah. more you'll appreciate kind of where you live and who was there before. It helps you understand, like, the cultural and the you know, the heritage and the natural stuff too, because here in BC, we've got lots of really nice, natural, like beautiful places. So and it's just kind of nice. involved within your community. That's yeah. And we started volunteering and we did like cemetery cleanups and we, you know, did like events at museums to kind of help them drum up some excitement. So that definitely was a good, like a good door opening for that. And we're having a lot of fun doing it then. That yeah. Exciting. Yeah. I never thought that you could like volunteer at your like local cemetery and like clean it up. That's oh, such yeah, a fun. Oh yeah, it's so great every year. So we kind of, it's yeah, so we are like, yeah, just kind of check out in your town if you've got anything because they yeah. have to kind of clean their headstones and, you know, there's a proper way to do it. So, and it's a group that normally comes out. So, you know, you get to kind of go out with people who are kind of like-minded and you can hang out like and scrub gravestones. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm definitely going to check that out. That kind of perfectly leads to my next question, um, which is what made you decide to create Haunted History BC? Well, the photography. Yeah. Well, you know what? After our first project, we ended up doing a local calendar called Haunted. So we thought, well, nobody can travel. This was 2020. We decided to feature a lot of the places in Victoria, BC, which is the capital, because we had spent a lot of time there um, doing stuff on our own, like as far back as 2017. But we never had social media or we never were on Twitter, Instagram. We didn't have a website. But after we did the calendar, people said, oh, my goodness, you know, I want to see more of your photos and these write ups. And then all of a sudden, um, Victoria thought, oh, well, Maybe let's do a website. And she's the designer of the website. So she oh, knows wow. how to do that. So That's it's awesome. kind of really a two-woman job. Like we do everything from our website to updating to writing to taking pictures. All of that stuff is just basically the two of us. So yeah. Wow, it yeah. sounds like you're a great team. <laughs> yeah. So we just started all of a sudden. We thought, well, let's launch a website. And then we thought, well, maybe we should have social media. So we launched our Twitter first. Mm -hmm. And then months later, we did our um, Instagram because I didn't even know, know how to really use Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. We're not, 
I never even had Facebook. The toughest part. (laughs) Yeah. So I never even had Facebook or anything like that. So we weren't on any social media. So all of a sudden from there, we noticed that people were noticing us. (laughs) Yeah. And we enjoy photography. So when we were just taking naturally pictures, we had such a big collection. We didn't know what to do with it at first. And we were like, just, we were at my place one time and we were just after dinner, just, you know, chatting about what should we do? Do we want to do anything? Maybe a book or calendar, wall calendar. And we figured, yeah, let's try a wall calendar. So, mm-hmm. and then one thing led to another. We went down this rabbit hole where we essentially decided, hey, what are we going to call ourselves? Do we want, you know, like a title or anything? So we came up with Haunted History mm-hmm. BC. And it's not necessarily haunted in the sense of paranormal, but mm-hmm. sometimes the stories that we uncover about maybe the buildings, the people that used to exist are quite haunting. Like yeah. Respects, you know, too. And um, yeah, so we started calling it Haunted History DC. And we were pretty, and we were sort of like pretty meticulous about it. Like we actually even came up with a mission statement and we all of a sudden started treating it like it was going to be a project and it was going to be kind of like this thing we own, like a, almost like a business. business. Yeah. So we were kind of like, okay, well, what's our, what's our goal with this? Like, you know, yes, we want to ghost hunt, but that's not the only thing we want to do. So Mm -hmm. You know, we're just going to go out there and um, what what is it that we're looking for? Yeah, what do we what do we want to convey? And it was like the history. Then mm-hmm. we figured, oh, but what about folklore? What about urban legends? They're all part of history as well, whether we like right. them or not. And we're like, hey, this is great. So and, and it was just sort of like it just came to us more or less. Yes, we didn't work just... too hard with it. Like you know, we kind of oh. like put some ideas around, and it just came together. So yeah, so and we that's figured... been kind of the case ever since. Like every single project <laughs> sort of just rolls. Like it almost feels like we're being led to certain things. So, yeah, it's not right. that it's easy, but it just seems to be flowing and seems to be melding together. Like all just like it seems to be working out like for us. So yeah, we're enjoying it. It's yeah, like, which is weird because actually this was kind of a big week for us because on Wednesday we did learn that we um, were the recipients of the Heritage, yes, BC Heritage Award for um, Education, Communication, and Awareness for our for our haunted project. Congratulations! Thank That's you. so exciting. Yeah. So we were completely completely <laughs> surprised because it is kind of a feat to kind of bring together, I guess, the heritage and the paranormal because you know the heritage sector is pretty much history, and you know it's academic, so it's not always you know you never know if people are going to embrace the haunted part or the ghost right. story, but you know, those kind of, I think, just kind of spice up the history and sometimes yeah. just make it, you know, sometimes make it like for a different, a little bit of a different crowd so that maybe you get some people intrigued, maybe you get some younger people intrigued. But, you know, so, yeah, that was a really, really exciting, exciting thing for us. So, yeah, yeah that is a, like I never thought of it that way, but it is actually a really huge accomplishment, like you're saying, because I do feel like uh, recently I've been trying to like get involved more with like the historical like the meter museum and stuff but they're very very serious and I'm a comedian and I do this podcast so I think they don't trust me (laughs) to do it without you know being a goofball talking about it takes a while just to build that rapport so we just started we started volunteering (laughs) we started donating some things that we like some of our publications so that they could have especially when they were having online stuff during the first couple years of the pandemic a lot of them had to do things like contests or Halloween contests over through social media. Yeah, through social media. So we were like, okay, well, let's um, give out gift baskets so they can like promote, you know, certain things like best costume or if you, you know, come in and 
buy tickets haunted, for haunted doll contest. Haunted doll contest. There was I love that. We donated merchandise just to kind of so they had something to kind of, you know, because museums don't get a lot of funding. So we kind of yeah. thought, well, how can we, you know, give something that is tangible that they can use to kind of promote themselves? That's so cool. And that way we can partner, right? So we have about five or six that we do that with now. Wow. And you know, it's kind of a regular thing. And you know, even like the Chamber of Commerce in Victoria on the island, you know, they do a big gala and um, in two years in a row now we've been able to donate things to their oh, yeah. fundraiser. Like haunted so, items or just Yeah. Like- oh, you know, no, haunted items. Yeah, like our haunted calendar, our books, because um, we had some articles published in like the Met Feminine Macabre and, you know, so. I love, oh, I think that's yeah. how I found you. <laughs> I was like, yes. I don't know what the so, connection is, but yeah. <laughs> that, that's so, what yeah, it is. So we're yeah. in volume two and three. So yeah. we have yeah. like with the books, the haunted calendars. So we awesome. Have books, we have mugs and pens as yeah well. so we just make posters. up these yeah. we call them our spooky baskets so that's what we that's what we take <laughs> we over so we actually i know oh so we gosh. have like notebooks and postcards that we do and things like that so yeah so we've been able to kind of kind of partner with places and i think once they kind of see that you're you know professional and you're you know not going to just be making like a mockery of like a haunted location and trying right. to be which i would never do measures. yeah <laughs> no yeah yeah <laughs> We're not no. going to be bumping around in there and, you know, yelling and we're screaming. Very, we're very respectful to you of the places we visit as well. Yeah, so we, we try to just follow the rules and yeah. So it's, it's, it's actually been a lot of fun. Oh no, fun. it's been great. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, we have some stuff lined up too with a museum. They asked us to come and speak like in November um, because we were writing about um, one of the, a couple of haunted places and one of the big architects in BC yeah. well they're going to be doing like a thing on the architects they said well do you guys want to come out and That's chat cool. about like your so it, yeah. things just kind of opened up yeah. as we go along so we just kind of are going with the flow <laughs> you're both so like motivational to me I'm like okay cool yeah. okay yeah. I can do this like it's it makes so much sense that's so cool I'm so happy I hope things keep opening up for you both because oh, yeah no yeah yeah no it's been really great sweet. <laughs> Cool. Before we get into your stories, I always ask our guests the same question, and it is, where do you both stand on the paranormal? Are you more of a skeptic? Are you a true believer? You can go first. I probably, this is Victoria, I probably would say that I'm in between, I would say, sometimes a skeptic, but I'm always open because to anything that might be happening around us, because at times, you cannot ever probably will like, well, you can't ever say that, yes, this is haunted or not, unless you do some, maybe some investigations and then you get some information through equipment. But I probably would say I I would have to say I'm half and half. I would say that I, I'm okay. going into an area where I'm skeptical, but I have to say that a lot of times when something happens and you can't prove it or disprove it, I lean more towards now the paranormal because it, right. it is sometimes very mysterious what happens and you never know so you never know so and we do use our equipment we don't have a whole lot we're not like uh coast the ghost hunters like most people you know like that you see out there oh, yeah, we don't have like cases, cases of stuff and yeah stuff. that's too hard yeah. to carry around <laughs> yeah yeah so but, yeah. yeah i probably would say i go in first a little bit skeptical and then when i take a look around and if there's something you cannot prove or disprove well you know what i i have to say that i kind of like to think that there's something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and you i tend to i would say for me this is gina hi everybody yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> So you get to know our voices a bit, but um, I would say I am leaning now towards being a believer just because of the recent 
some of the recent things that we've had happen, yeah. you just, I, even, even our path along, you know, since we started, it is definitely feels like something's leading us to the next step. Yeah. And definitely. plus, um, just even recently working with some haunted objects, I would have to say <laughs> there's like, there was definite, like we were working with some dolls <laughs> And oh no! Them, oh yeah! And, and I literally <laughs> had the longest, like fourteen, fifteen minutes, sort of a back and forth uh, with the REM pod and with the EMF meter, to the point where I, I got emotional because it was so, it was such a back and forth of like when I asked a question, it would come on that I, I couldn't believe that that was even happening because it was just such a. I don't know. It just seemed so unbelievable that I really felt like there was a connection and there was something. So that I would say that experience definitely recently. And you recorded that. I did. And so, oh, yeah, wow. and, and we haven't released it because there's actually, we're working um, with another friend that's on also on Instagram and he will be releasing a full on video of all of that. So he collected, he had the dolls go to many different locations. I had them as well in my house, but I didn't have anything happen like what happened to you. Yeah. So they went to like six or seven different locations and then we all had our, you know, reported back on our experiences. So he will be releasing something, but I would have to say that that along with some other recent mm -hmm. experiences, I would have to say that, yes, I'm, I'm more on the believer side now. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, that's amazing. Sometimes yeah. I look for more like, Oh, could this be a coincidence? But then sometimes you think to yourself, well, it can't be that much of a coincidence. You know, like exactly. when it one after another. So oh, answering questions. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and the equipment isn't 100%. So, like, it's not scientific. It's not scientific evidence. It's not. But when something definitely happens on cue, which is kind mm -hmm. of, yeah. you know, it's kind of unnerving. And plus, you have to go with your instinct. Like, how did you feel during that time? Like, pay attention to your intuition. So, yeah, I think uh, I think there's definitely... Uh, something out there to be yeah listened to can um can you name the instagram where all this haunted doll footage is going to be released or is, i'm not is going it... to yet because he hasn't okay. released it yet but i will Fair. tell you and then it went it'll come out i'm sure he'll tag us and everything too so okay cool so yeah it's an it's another um canadian paranormal group that's doing it so yeah he had he had a bunch of us kind of have these dolls for like a few weeks at a time and then we did a bunch of <laughs> testing on oh, them and, you know, like, no, oh, i don't no. think i would do it he's fairly popular so he, once he releases that information then yeah. people are like oh, yeah we will, we will make sure know. to put it out there because okay. we will tag it with our own posts yeah. and stuff like that so yeah but that was really kind of exciting and so and we're looking at more haunted objects now because he's got meetings with other people over some other oh, things that wow we'll be, we'll be helping him with so yeah so I would be so stressed that they'd like want to stay, you know, like yeah, having, like adopting a, a haunted doll. Yeah. So you know, that's funny because I am a skeptic, but at the same time, when I hear stuff like that, or when we have the opportunity to have objects, mm -hmm. I do have at the back of my mind, often I worry about the attachments. That, <laughs> yeah. That is true. Yeah. And we got our first um, haunted object sent to us like randomly, which oh, is kind of exciting. What? Yes. So yeah. it was a guy um, from uh eastern west yeah eastern canada yeah. he's in ontario and so wrote a letter like this thing comes in the mail it's an amazon box so i'm just thinking it's going to be amazon so i rip it open and there's this letter from this guy who said that he has a little antique shop and he sent us a hand mirror yeah. so it's a really old hand mirror from the 1800s he has an antique shop but he said this was his mother so he was like he didn't want to sell it in the antique shop and he said it's been kind of laying around nobody in the family wants it but the story was that there was something haunted. Like there's a woman that comes along with the mirror. She like hums and sings and people have seen things. And 
So we got this package in the mail and it was a very nicely written letter. And he said, you know, it's not a bad ghost or anything like that. But, you know, I just kind of thought if you ladies want to check it out, because I follow you, somebody that I know has bought stuff from your website. So I thought I'd just kind of send you this haunted object. So (laughs) that is the dream. (laughs) Not me. And Gina's messaging me there while I was at work. And she's like, you're not going to believe what I just came across. I opened up this box thinking it might have been an order I got from Yeah. And right. she goes, lo and behold, this is like some sort of um, antique, creepy, haunted it's a mirror. mirror you know? <laughs> and it's a mirror too. So we did look up and like that particular manufacturer was around in like the mid to late 1800s and yeah, all of that. So wow, that is so kind of, cool. You know, it was the very first time we received, we didn't ask for it. We didn't reach out to anybody, but here comes this haunted hey, this thing. This is why it's a surprise. It was a surprise to us as well. So, I mean, that's great. And I literally, I just did a Bloody Mary episode, which focused heavily mm-hmm. on haunted mirrors, which is so Yes, I know. I saw that. They yes. Are, we'll have to listen. We'll have yeah, to they are. Um, yeah. I, I Yeah. Uh, they are pretty paranormal. So have you had any experiences? This is different. I know we need to get into your story, but I'm <laughs> no, dying to know. Have you had any? Seen it? You know, I haven't really tested it or bonded with it yet. So I think okay. I'm going to have to just kind of bring it out kind of into a you know, we might take it with us when we go on our trip next month. Yeah, that's we'll, right. We'll be at like mansions of that time period. Yeah. So I think if we bring it to somewhere where that's of that time period, we're just going to maybe try like a seance with the mirror. Exactly. You know, not necessarily so cool. or anything, oh but just we'll, we'll try to see with anything. Yeah. People have said they've like seen like the image of a lady inside of yeah. it and you know, and that, you know, hey, maybe we might hear some humming and singing. We might hear some humming, humming and singing. She supposedly hums and sings. Yeah. So we're just going to kind of keep our ears out. But okay. I love that. If I was a ghost, I think that's what I would want to do. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, travel like, cool. around in a so we'll Yeah. It. We'll bring it. Have you ever felt emotions? Then do we have the podcast? For you. Feel Feelings is a weekly podcast where comedians Danny Getz and George Bruderman sit down with some of the funniest, emotionally distraught people, i.e., comedians they know, and talk feelings. Every Friday, hear very funny people reminisce on Ren and Stimpy, worry about the Wizard of Oz, and emote over their emo phase. Check out Feel Feelings with Danny and George, a show about feelings and the things that make you feel them. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. All of your stories are so cool. Uh, Do you want to get into your dream stories? Yes. Okay, I'll let Victoria take this one. This is bizarre because it's about having a shared dream. So we found out one night as we're texting because we're working on projects that we had a dream that we both had which was very very bizarre well it's weird because yeah we were texting back and forth um planning some projects and in the process i i texted gina and said hey um i just you might appreciate this because gina's a cat owner so i said i have this just really strange dream about a white cat and i said to her it just seemed really kind of odd it wasn't like anything I would like, I wouldn't say it was intense, but it was just a very peculiar dream. And Gina texts me right back and says, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. That she had a dream similar to that, but it was a white cat as well, like a couple days ago from, from my day. So 
I'm like, no way. And I said, well, okay, don't tell me anything more. Because I said, why don't we just make notes and then compare? So then I started um, with with comparisons. And I started texting her and said, well, okay, this cat seemed a little bit reserved. It didn't seem really friendly. And she goes, well, oh, my God. Well, my cat was like that, too. And she said that she also, in her dream, like, we were back and forth, like, telling yes. each other. And we were, like, sort of, like, what is going on? Well, and on? I said kind of, like, it almost looked like it was, like, slightly scruffy and sort of yeah. like it was lost or something. And she's like, oh, my God, my cat looked like that, too. It wasn't, like, Well, it looked perfectly feral. And, you know, yeah. And, yeah, exactly. Whoa. So we kept going back and forth and just making comparisons. And we were just basically filling in our stories like I mentioned something goes yeah but my cat was like this or my story was like this and it was just so weird and we're like oh well we're just like we had the same dream and And even when we had like the feeling about the cat like we Mm -hmm. both were sort of like like there was something off about it we weren't scared of it but it was like oh cute cat but we were both kind of like feeling not even ominous isn't the right word but we both kind of had this reluctance yeah it's like a bit of a reservation even the cat Mm -hmm. itself didn't look very I would say like it didn't look mean but it was also keeping a distance yeah but you know how like when you take a camera and you zoom in on something like a focal point well that's how my dream was about like it was focused on this cat it was sitting on some ledge or rock I could not even decipher whether it whether I was outside or in a building Mm -hmm. but it was sitting like I think on a rock or something it just kept staring at me so when I moved around in my in my dream I found it again staring Mm -hmm. at me and you mentioned the same thing. It kept yes. reappearing. It kept you. appearing. And the, yes, I was walking kind of wow. in like an outdoor area and I did see it kind of outside, but it sort of appeared and it reminded me of a cat that I had that I lost last August, but she wasn't oh. fully white, but yeah. I have, I was having like that same, like it was the same feeling almost like, oh, there she is. For some reason mm-hmm. it was bringing back that. But at the same time, I felt like, okay, there's just something a little bit off and something mm-hmm. a little bit eerie about this cat. So, and it wasn't like, acting like a cat it just sat there just staring at me and yours did too yeah mine kind of was just there and I wanted to go up and pet it but I really didn't like I sort of tried to but just something kept me from like like normally I'd just go up to a cat and start you know in real life oh yeah totally (laughs) and so we both got this really weird thing so we like started researching researching like what it means but sort of curiously and as a joke we're like okay well this is weird I wonder if it means anything because we were just so creeped out in a way and we were saying that's so uncanny because yeah. we've never had ever a dream like that ever like where we could share one or something that we had like the same dream so we started looking up information about white cats and we literally found that um obviously there's a lot of information out there on the internet about that but we found that it actually that white cats are seen as spirit guides and we didn't really? even that. Yeah. And we were <laughs> there to provide you guidance and also warn you about challenges or difficulties that are, you might be facing. But I also discovered that they can also be symbols of peace. They can also be like um, symbols of like protection, rebirth, good fortune, or having even magic and power. So, and Gina and I were like sharing this information and we continue to look further. And we also noticed that... Um, the dreams can carry also like these special messages. So one particular dream that, you know, like is out there, that when you see a white cat, just in general, there people say that it encourages you to look into the future. So mm. it's like, it's hopeful. And it also confirms that regardless of how tough things seem, 
The dream reminds you that you deserve to be happy and you shouldn't settle for anything less except good things to come your way, and they will. And then as we further reached out and we started looking further into this, um, it also tells you that you're not alone in this journey, um, that it reminds you that you have a special mission and purpose in your life. And perhaps even some force is watching over you to help you carry out your mission. Maybe it's even like a divine force or something. I'm not mm. sure. Um, and the message is just don't give up regardless of how tough things are seen. And you should know that there's always a helper watching you. So even though we felt the cat was a bit ominous mm -hmm. and so reserved, but it was a watcher and it was observing. Yeah. Was. And then when I looked into like people with shared dreams, it said like a like one in a thousand people will actually report shared yeah. dreams, which is kind of yeah. something like I didn't, wow. like, that seems like kind of a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but usually they don't know and they only discover it because one person starts telling their story and what happened. And then the other person like excitedly like interrupts and that's exactly what happened with us. We're like, yeah. oh my gosh. Okay, you're talking about a white cat. I'm talking about a white cat. Well, we, were fill, we were filling in the gaps to our stories. So we I were. started something, so... and I filled it in. Then I said something else. She felt, and we're like, okay, we have the same dream. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then it kind of went on to say, like, usually it happens with somebody that maybe you're kind of like walking along the same path in life. Maybe you're working closely with that person. It could be a family member. They said twins a lot of times will have the same dreams and things like that. So very fascinating. So you know, there's a lot of. People who also post things like when we look at Instagram that mm -hmm. talk about dreams and, you know, having a psychic kind of, uh, you know, feel to them. It's true. It's true. And then after, and this is what it kind of got us into looking into this, because we, we felt that not only this was quite uncanny, but after shortly after we had this dream about within three weeks after, because this was around March, right? Yeah. We were talking about the dream, but mm -hmm. within three weeks after our dreams, um, we started noticing we were getting like um, more media exposure than we were having people reaching out to us asking if we're interested working with like projects with them. Um, yes. Then we discovered that our essay was published in the Feminine Macabre. And then awesome. later on, we're, yeah, it was just kind of weird. And we were like desperately wanting to get into one location, a historic location that is so tough to get into. Mm -hmm. And we ended up getting an approval for it, which typically most people don't go because with, with paranormal investigations, like a lot of people are not welcome there. Right. So they, we just sort of ended up getting an approval for that. Mm -hmm. And now here we are. We also just received notice just like in on uh, May 11th. Oh yeah. And we received it. our award. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, and that's why we were kind of comparing what the symbolism is. And we're like, seriously? Like, wow. So Even though we felt a little bit kind of maybe off in the dream yeah. that the white cat was there to be yeah. kind of a good thing. And yeah, it just says, you know, a lot of spectral dreams might be kind mm -hmm. of connected to the actual like paranormal just because exactly. we're sort of in this, you know, relaxed state and, you know, with shared dreams too, they said that a lot of times it can sort of maybe with being asleep, we go kind of back to our primal, you know, psychic abilities, which is maybe then everybody mm -hmm. has some sort of psychic ability because if you can share a dream with somebody, well, maybe you right. can, you know, it's sort of a form of telepathy, I guess, in a way. Wow. Yeah. So, so yeah, kind of an interesting thing. Weird. So they say kind of in the paranormal world, just kind of pay attention to your dreams. So yeah. Definitely. That's so cool. I first want to apologize if you heard a noise. As you're talking about your cat, my cat decided to jump up onto the table oh, and just cause havoc. Noise. Oh, okay. 
in your your screen a little bit. I was like so stressed because she, she, of course, immediately stepped on the keyboard, and <laughs> that's what I get for not shutting the door. So I apologize. If oh, no, no, mine tried to come up too. He's he saw me go squat, oh, but you're he just sitting to... right next to me and not just me. I see the, I see we the chair in the dream. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's we brought black, our cat. He's not he's a white a black cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, that is so. Have you either of you dreamt of the cat again? No, 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 we haven't. But the one thing I kind of read about too is that people can sort of try to share dreams. Like you can try to see if you oh, can. Oh, wow. Do another one, but I don't. I think you know that would take some training or something. I don't know. It, this is so random and so weird. Well, the interesting thing, too, is when I was researching also, like, the different type of white cat dreams out there, um, I found out another thing, too, about when you do see a cat that's silent and reserved and it looks rather intelligent, supposedly it's also um, letting you know that you have the skills and abilities you can use to make a better world. Oh, that's so, so yeah, sweet. Seriously. And um, <laughs> with the right effort, you can make all the difference in your community. And it's oh. really weird because it hits home for Gina and I, because after all, we were getting involved in our community. And I didn't even know all this stuff, you know, until you right. start you know, looking into it. And it just like hits home. I don't know, like maybe something with our community, our connection. So that's pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. For me, usually like when something like that comes and it's a joint message, like we've gotten these little sort of like, you know, milestone reminders, I guess, from the paranormal world out there. And I just feel like maybe it just means that we're, you know, sort of doing what we're meant to do and that we're on the right track. So to me, that's always. Yeah, it was a guy telling you to keep keep doing what you're doing. Trying to go. Yeah. So it was just kind of strange because we're kind of, I guess we're in sync with certain things and just plug away. So. (laughs) Yeah. You also work really hard. So I do think you're getting these signs and uh, you're definitely being pulled in this direction, but you're also putting in the work. So maybe it was just like the guy being like, keep working because you're too. doing I it. I think once you open yourself, then more things kind of come your way. Like I think when 100%. you're more open to the paranormal or coming into a location, the more you do that, I think. And then if you bring kind of, you know, we've never gone into a place where it, when we've been like, when it's been a bad day or when you're mm-hmm. in a bad mood, like don't, don't do it when you're not in the right mind frame too. Wow. Like, you know, if anybody is ever looking for advice on anything, I'll just say, just don't go, if you're in a bad mindset, don't go there. Cause I think then you're going to attract things that are not so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, negative and, you know, so, so far we've like every place we've been to, yeah, we've had activity, but it hasn't been no. negative activity. No. It's been sometimes no. like spooked you because you know, you just <laughs> don't expect it or something weird happens, but you know, that's what we're kind of hoping for, but we've never right. had like a bad experience. And in mm-hmm. fact, we've had some like really, really eye opening ones. So, and I do like the fact that, you know, like I mentioned, we don't really have a lot of equipment, but when we do bring it along, that's the exciting part for me. I like yeah. to actually see more of the scientific side. And it's exciting when you see like uh, equipment being triggered because then you're like, oh, there's maybe there's something happening. There. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it gets exciting when you oh, see Oh, yeah. That. The last location we went to that we went to with another group was, um, yes, we did end up doing like a Ouija session and a crystal ball session. Yes. And that was... That was really an eye-opener. We did like an old-fashioned Victorian seance because we were in a Victorian mansion. Yes. So that was really that an eye-opener. so cool. We did it like in the afternoon around 4 o'clock. We did. Yeah, so that's like your typical Victorian seance. They never used to do it. Yeah, late, it wasn't always at night. Like anything. things don't, you know, ghosts yeah. come That makes out. sense. Yeah. In all hours, they, you know, if they're there, they're there. But we got some interesting 
communications on the Ouija and it even jumped a little, which was kind of bizarre. Okay. Oh, and so, so, that's so that was scary. Yeah. And we had a person from the museum over there yes. as well who joined in and we had, we didn't plan on it. But no, she, she said, can I kind of partake? Could... Like, can I kind of sit in? So exactly. we're like, oh, for sure. Like, just be part of the group. We're exactly. just going to all do it together. And so we had a neutral body there yes. who actually witnessed because wow. she took part also in the Ouija, in the Ouija session as well. Mm-hmm. And the thing actually, the planchette when it was moving, she she got a little, you know, surprised too that it jumped. Because we were bit. like, yeah. And so I loved watching that. I didn't thing. do it myself, but Gina did along with another paranormal group and yes. then also the, the museum curator as well. So yeah, but we were all sitting around there. But yeah, we had a couple of a couple of spirits come through. Yeah. Um male spirits it seemed like. So we then we started researching and doing different things. But yeah, the Ouija board, like we don't often use it. This is the second time in a yes. very long while that we've used it. So yeah, then we did a tarot session too, which was interesting to kind of do a, like that part of the seance where you pull a card and kind of let yeah. them, you know, communicate with us through this kind of, you know, format. But that was very interesting too, because I pulled a card that was said something about the history of the place and artifacts. And I thought, oh my gosh, well, we're sitting kind of in a museum. So right. <laughs> it was very, very relevant to what we were exactly. doing at the time. So yeah, just very, very interesting. It was very exciting to do that. So we'll definitely do that again at some point, somewhere. Yeah. How often would you say, like, if you do one of these investigations and then look up the history, you find a correlation to what the investigation? Oh, a lot of time. Probably at least in about 80, 90%. Oh, my gosh. That's intense. That's intense anything before we go there and when we come across it we're like we make records we make notes and we you know just and then after when we leave we start researching and then we're like oh well okay we have that same thing happen oh there was an orb there is actually a, you know somebody witnessed an orb well we witnessed something too even mm-hmm. on our camera so you know it's yeah the correlation yeah that's that just throws us off completely yeah one, awesome. one old house we went to we actually there was a tour guide and they were giving a tour and yeah. You know, it was on a prominent um, Canadian citizen, Captain Irving. And so we were in that house. Mm-hmm. But then they talked about other family members. So we kind of zeroed in on one of the granddaughters who wrote a um, who wrote a um, little book about her grandfather, a saga of a seafarer. So we thought, well, let's check out the book, you know, because it'd be kind of interesting to see, like, what the family, you know, did or whatever. So I tracked the book down. It's not like a book you can get on Amazon anymore oh. or anything like that. So... I had to kind of find a secondhand bookseller like in the interior of BC, which I did find the book. And when it arrived, um, lo and behold, inside when I opened it was a letter from the granddaughter to her publisher. What? Yes, signed from what? Her publisher was in New York. She was saying, thanks for publishing my book. It's doing really well. It's going to into a second run and all that. So we were actually able to donate that to the local archives, but this just that keeps was, happening to you guys. I don't understand. Like, it just kept chills because I was like texting my sister. I was like, oh my God, you're not going to believe I opened this book and what's inside. And it was so, an authentic letter that was even written like on an old typewriter. Oh, signature and everything on there. And she sent the publisher a copy of her book because I think oh, she said something like, you're one person who deserves to have it because thanks for publishing. It's doing really well in Canada and England and, you know, stuff like that. But like what weird t- like to me that is cannot be a coincidence i'm sorry that is no just, no there's we were meant happening. to find that document yeah. so it could live on like if anybody else bought the book they would have looked at the letter and probably thought oh 
just go into the trash. Like, you know, it's an old letter. Nobody would have thought like, oh, it has to be like historically preserved. But we were able to donate it, which is amazing. And the fact you found those two books, because I don't think they had anything else. There were just two of them, right? There was two of them. So I ordered both of them because I figured we both want to read one. And then inside yeah. one of them was this note. And I thought, oh, my gosh, amazing. <laughs> it feels like she sent it to you. I completely and so for whatever reason we zeroed in on her because there was like this a doll made like in that house a doll made from her really like fiery red hair and I mean really red hair so for some reason we just kind of zeroed in on her we thought well let's just kind of find out what's you know since she was a writer it's kind of cool because she was writing about her grandfather so we kind of thought well let's check out her book and yeah so crazy so to me that's like a sign right there so we thought <laughs> no we're hooked after that yeah, so that was yeah. in the beginning of um 2020 march of 2020 when exactly. we first started like going to places after things sort of shut down and, and everything we couldn't even believe it so that was pretty wild no <laughs> no that's so cool <laughs> that's, yeah, no, it was mind-blowing so we were just yeah. like, that story we tell every so often because that was a real one that you just can't explain found, like you sure. can't no one can explain that thing, yeah. that thing was like sitting there forever or like the guy finally got rid of the books because they weren't like fancy books it was a tiny little like stapled little book from, like a little pamphlet yeah that's back in like the night you know 1960s yeah. it was just like a little tiny published you know thing but it was a real publishing company but yeah it was just that one kind of hooked us. We were like, oh my goodness, we got a sign from somewhere. Like somebody wanted us to research. Yeah, it's like those kind of things that keep happening to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Synchronicity is big for you both. It, it is. Yeah. So we're just kind of rolling with it at the moment. <laughs> yeah, which is funny because I I mean, as you know, I did the, the spirit guide research we didn't talk about it beforehand, but oh, I, no. <laughs> I don't know. Once you told that topic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but synchronicity is brought up a lot because you're supposed to try to pay attention to these things mm -hmm. um, because more than likely it is your guide giving you like direction on, on what you should be doing next. So it's mm -hmm. just so funny. Yeah. That you're you guys are both listening to your intuition and it's like paying off you know i think it is definitely yeah yeah, yeah. Keep doing that. That. yeah we are yeah. <laughs> each other too i think we're meant to do this because you know even after like gina mentioned she moved to to oregon um she was there for a while but we didn't you know do much with anything about like history or anything like that and then when you came back to canada and we, I don't know, we just kind of got hooked on it. And after that, you know, mm -hmm. especially during COVID, and it's just funny how we just got like, you know, hooked in and we just continue. Yeah, doing it, it just kind of seems to flow. Yeah. So it's great. I feel feel like we're sort of we've been picked to share this stuff. So we yes. better share it because yeah. it's you know you some of it's not recorded, and that's our main no. thing is that we want to record it because right. just to have it on record, whether it's true, it's not true. If it's an urban legend, right. urban legends themselves and folklore are kind of yeah. cool about how they originate and. It's just a cultural thing too. Like it t tells you a lot about like the time period you're in, yeah. what was happening before. Sometimes they're just cautionary tales. So kind of cool to record all that stuff together. And it's just kind of fascinating. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm, I'm, I am going to talk about spirit guides. Um, but before we do that, is there any final like favorite investigation story i mean you've already told more than enough so don't feel any pressure uh, you've blown my mind at least four or five times at this point so don't feel like you need to, to like do any other but if there's like a favorite a favorite i don't know how about for you is there one that sticks out i still like the the bc penitentiary that yes. one was really amazing 
that one, I know Gina went a couple times even without me there just to, you know, scope out the area. But um, we, we have a decommissioned prison that's um, just like not too far away from us here. And it is known to be haunted, still is. But um, now nobody's, you know, using it rather than just a few businesses and stuff. It was sold off. Okay. But uh, we had the opportunity to go in. Um, to look at the solitary cells because they Which are, original. are there and they're original. And wow. um, it's super creepy because you can still see the areas where the bars used to be, but they obviously were moved, but mm -hmm. you can still see the holes in the cement, you know, where it used to be there. And um, yeah, but we went out there, we thought nothing of it. And um, it was kind of cool because when we uh, were reviewing your photos, <gasps> And we happened to see an image behind me and her, Gina's husband. Because um, Gina's husband, Bill, and I were in this hallway. And there was a bit of a like a light behind us. So Gina was trying to just take our pictures of us looking like, you know, we're silhouettes. Yeah. But then upon closer inspection, after our visit, she's looking at the pictures, going through. And she goes, who is that standing there? Because we were the only three people. Oh, no. And we were looking closer. And literally, the image almost looks, it looks a little faded. But you can clearly see that there's like, it's a man. He's and walking. And he looks like he's walking. And um, he looks like they might have like a uniform on, either like as a prisoner or as a warden. As a guard. Like, so we don't know. But. Yeah, and so we have a book so coming out anyway, a couple books coming out. So this mm -hmm. stuff will all be published in yes. there. We haven't put it on our website just for that reason, because we want to be kind of yeah, new and exciting. For book, but yeah. it is a pretty pretty darn good image like for a, a, of an is. apparition, which is incredible. Is. Yeah. So and it kind of freaked me out, because we're like, when you think you're alone and you're not, yeah. like, all of a sudden you realize, like, oh, crap, you're not really alone. <laughs> you weren't alone, and then, yeah. And then we looked, because my sister's kind of holding an EMF, but she was just kind of holding it. It was more, like, because we were walking around. We weren't really paying attention, but when I zoomed in, like, it was actually on. Like, it was in the colored, it was in yeah. the colored part. So mm -hmm. we even caught a capture of that, like, of, like, the lights were on. So we didn't, at the time, we weren't, like, really paying attention to what was going on, other than that I just wanted to kind of catch a cool, cool photo with, like, there was wow. light in the background, so it kind of cool, looked like a creepy, cool silhouette, but there was some other stuff going on, and sometimes you don't know. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's and, so scary. Yes, I know. There you go. So, yeah, that's oh. one of my favorites, I think, for all of us. Yeah, yeah, that's I, what, I feel like now I wouldn't check the photos until I got home. I'd be like, all right. Oh, 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 I don't, <laughs> don't want to know at the time. It takes, so yeah. many, it takes so long to get through, and sometimes I'm just looking at them because I'm going to delete a bunch, but I always zero in just to make sure like I don't yeah. see anything in the background because I don't want to delete something in case it has something. And then sometimes you send me photos and you don't even see anything. And then I just like circle things. I'm like, what is that? Mm -hmm. And I send them back to you and you're like, oh, wow, what is that? And yeah. you just freak out, <laughs> out because then you see something. There's an image or shadow figure or something. So, well, the prison oh. was kind of one of the funny ones because it was one of our funniest ghost hunts too at one point because like we mentioned, we went there more than once. Yeah. So we ended up going with the group and we reserved it. We thought we reserved it. So when we get there, um, there was another group of people there. So we're like, okay, what the heck are they doing here? Because we had this thing, you know, reserved mm -hmm. and everything. But we thought... They said, oh, no, 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 we're done. We're all finished and everything. You know, you guys can come in. They were filming in. something. Though. They were filming. So we're like, we all of a sudden oh. we come in and we were like, we're like looking at the scenery and all that. What's going on? There's like a bed and there's all kinds of like weird things. up. Well, they were filming an adult film. No! <laughs> in a haunted prison? <laughs> there, was a little there was a little paranormal and porn going on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But can you imagine like 
someone watching that video and then seeing a ghost in the background and being like, wait a minute, <laughs> what's yeah, happening here? A lot of locations up here are used for filming, so yeah, they happen to be in there, but it was just kind of... But a haunted prison? I know. Well, but because the first floor and the second floor were done up really nice. Like, yeah. they're all, like, Victorian okay. chandeliers and everything else. People used to live on... There was a guy who lived, like an artist who used to live on the first floor, and it is done up so nice, and it looks so beautiful. Be, there used to be a cafe over there as well, yes. so it was really nicely. So on the second floor, there's wow. the, the there was a bar and cafe, and then the last, the the basement, of course, is where they have the storage now, yeah. the solitary confinement. But, but yes, but we encountered these people who were filming some interesting films and oh, you know, they sort of and these sort of lingered way too long like we were trying to do our ghost hunt but they were like sort of in the background sort of partying so we're like showed up like so, like people showed up like uh, you know just randomly start popping in like who are these people i know but it was wonderful <laughs> they don't all go perfect right but it was, it was funny because it was just you know what they are the don't characters? all go perfect <laughs> yeah, you, you can say that, that. Yeah. No, my, but we did get some good photos, not of any weird stuff, just you know, of the building. Well, we know there are ghosts so we have, yeah. Wow. But yeah, so that was one of That's our strange so times that we went to. So good thing. Sometimes it does pay to go to a place more than once because sometimes it doesn't quite go yeah. well the first time or like how you wanted it to go. So. <laughs> Wow, thank you for sharing that story. That's so funny. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. I'm saying that's brave. I don't even know if I'd go there just to be there. You know what I mean? And they're all right. <laughs> Good for them. Wow. Uh so your stories are so great. And as soon as you told me that you were sharing dreams, it made me think of spirit guides. We've talked about them a couple of times on the show, but we've never really gotten into it. And I'm gonna try to like condense this because I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Um, so the, the big thing I wanted to bring up is that there's many different versions of spirit guides across cultures. So obviously in Native American tradition, there's the animal spirit guide. Um, yeah. yeah so according to the article, totem animals and their meanings by the website, Native American vault, uh, Native American tradition provides that each individual is associated with nine different animals that will complement each person through their life acting as guides. Um, so the different animal guides come in and out of their lives, depending on the direction that they're headed and the responsibilities that are needed to be completed along their journey. Weirdly kind of similar to like what you said you were experiencing. Um, so the beliefs associated with having animal spirit guides are called totemism. So these beliefs stem from the idea that humans have a kinship or spiritual relationship with their spirit animals. And I mean, I know both of you know this, but it's important to note that because these are considered spiritual and sacred beings by Native American people, it is considered culturally appropriative to carelessly claim having one, and it can be seen as, you know, mocking or being ignorant of their belief system. Right. Uh, so, yeah, just important to note that. I know most people do, but... Um, so, and then in Catholic religion, I, I didn't even... So I grew up Catholic, and I didn't even think about this, but, you know, angels are considered spirit guides. Yes. yes. Angels and archangels. So, you know, they come to you they, through dreams also um and they get try to give you direction usually when you're like in a low point in your life and then the final one i wanted to talk about is alabrijes have you heard of alabrijes they're (laughs) so in mexican culture they're kind of new i don't know if you've seen coco but i can't recommend it enough it's it's a pixar movie it's really cute oh yeah and um 
This one is kind of interesting. So on, in, I use Wikipedia, unfortunately, but <laughs> to talk I mean, about there's that. There's a lot of good information there. So <laughs> there is. It was just like the best, what the description was the best. So um, the first Celebrijes, along with the invention of the term, originated in Mexico City with uh, Cardinero Pedro Linares. Linares often told uh, that in 1943, he fell super sick and while he was in bed unconscious, he dreamt of a strange place resembling a forest. There he saw trees, rocks, clouds, and suddenly it, they all turned into something strange. And some kind of animals uh, were visible, but they were unknown animals, right? Like he saw a donkey with butterfly wings or a rooster with bullhorns and a lion with an eagle head. All of them were shouting one word, alabrije, alabrije. Um, uh, and before this happened, he was al already a cardinal artisan so upon recovery he began rec recreating the creatures and since their creation um in media like coco they've taken on the role of a spirit guide in the afterlife so uh pretty interesting i i really wow. like when cultures have similar spirits and we just all have different names for them you know like Angels, well, we can mention the angels too. I know in mediumship, people use angel guides. Like you know, a lot of yeah, people, you know, it's it's religious, but also I know a lot of psychics. You know, kind of defer to angel spirit guides and things like that. So, yeah, yeah I I guess it's just different than what I like when I grew up Catholic. You know, thinking about angels, you know, mm -hmm. serving God versus you know how they can actually just be a guide for you and and your Absolutely. life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is really oh, cool. That's really cool. Yeah, because even Gina and I, we never paid too much attention to dreams until we had this shared dream. And then we started delving deeper into this stuff. And it's fascinating. There's like yeah. so much information on it. And it's just mind-blowing. So, yeah, I think we'll have to do a little bit more research on this, too. This is a lot of Oh, yeah. And just kind of pay attention. And, yeah, a lot of Absolutely. times, like when they said, you know, you don't even know you had a shared dream until somebody talks yeah. about it. but. I think yeah. you're just in that, wow. in, in that open state to kind of be receiving things. I think that's kind of, you know, where where people who do mediumship classes or, you know, psychic type try to hone those skills. You're trying to kind of hone them while, while you're awake. Yeah. Because I think in your sleep, you're kind of really not distracted. You're not stressed. You're just kind of open yeah. to receiving, I guess, a message. So I think, uh, yeah, if you haven't dreamed the next time, don't just brush it off. It might be. Exactly. It might mean something. So yeah, because I looked up after again after your dreams. I I love the idea of having something looking out for you. So another article was talking about how it could be many different things. So it could be like past loved one, even like a past animal mm -hmm. that you you cared for could maybe come back as a guide for you, angels, yes. things like that. Um, so I was like, can anyone have them? And uh, I found another really helpful article, and this is the last part. <laughs> I promise. Oh, no, um, that's okay. <laughs> It's called The Six Types of Spirit Guides and How to Communicate with Them by Tanya Carol Richardson. And she was basically saying, like, no matter who you are um, or what your life looks like, you definitely have spirit guides sending you messages. And if you're feeling disconnected from spirit, don't worry. Uh, you'll always have a connection. Uh, your spirit guides are there working on your behalf behind the scenes, whether you sense them or not, which this wow. comes down to one of those things with the paranormal where I feel like some people might scoff and be like, there's no way to prove that or whatever. But to me, it gives me like this weird sense of peace to think that like it doesn't hurt anybody. And to feel like I have like a team on my side is, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Makes me happy, <laughs> you know, especially That's like past loved ones. And, you know, my childhood pet, the thought of that is. Oh, yeah. They say pets nice. sometimes do stick around like they don't always move on like completely because they're always, you know, in some cases you have a really unique bond and they 
sort of linger and they want to linger because they come yeah. watching out for you. So yeah, that, like that raw sense, um, like a sixth sense sort of thing. So you never know. They do. So their energies might be still around and we don't know how any of this stuff works. You know, we can't prove it, disprove it. So you never yeah. know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, most um, fascinating is when they sometimes catch stuff even on security cameras, right? They, oh, they yeah. Catch them, like I love those videos and like like yeah. shadows of dogs or the cat, you know, a cat that's sort of running and then kind of disappears. Or then you mm -hmm. go, okay, what was that? Because it was very much a creature, but it wasn't like you could see through it. But mm -hmm. it's, yeah, no fascinating stuff. Well, they had something on, I saw like on paranormal caught on camera. Yeah, every so often. And I love yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. It, they were showing that um, there was a couple that had like a video running while they were away and their dog was communicating with something just then. You couldn't see what it was, mm -hmm. but he was listening. His ears were perked and he was looking oh, around. That's so scary. And <laughs> then the couple noticed it and they tried to run a video again another time and they saw the same thing. So... They were convinced they had something in the wow. house. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, animals definitely, I feel like, see things. Um, and then just to close it out, some things you can do if you, listener, want to connect with your spirit guide. Um, it's a lot of things you both mentioned. So stay, out, stay on the lookout for signs. Um, a big one is making a spirit journal. So you can write your guides a letter of thanks in the beginning of the week and intentions. And then look out for the synchronicities. Um, another one that I thought was kind of interesting is they suggested giving them names. So you can just pick yes. one that you really like uh, or try to focus on your intuition and see if there's like a synchronicity leading you to a name. Um, and you can just, you know, say send little prayers, spirit guide prayers, talk to them. And, you know, mm -hmm. the big thing is to pay attention. Which I think exactly. we don't do as much as we should, you know. Well, that's, <laughs> you why, that's why our belief is about not taking too much equipment because we do want to walk into a location and just kind of absorb the feel. And that's usually when we talk to whoever's in the house. We kind of say, you know, hello, we're here to kind of chat with you, and yeah. you know, same kind of a similar thing. Like it's maybe not your spirit guide at that moment, but it's the spirit that's around or spirits that are around in that location. Yeah. So and use your natural senses. Yeah, natural yeah. senses are really great kind of a compliment to you know just how do you feel about a location so Absolutely. i think gut wow. instinct is something that you know everybody has because all of us have experienced that whether mm -hmm. or not we think we have or not but i think we all have because we've all even you know even something as simple as like house hunting or hunting for a place to live like some places you just walk in the door you go oh no yeah. nope that's not the right yeah. spot nothing yeah wrong you feel it you're like something yeah. is off here yeah, and there's yeah. nothing there's wrong with it but just not the place where you connect so for some reason when you walk into the place that's kind of right for you and you feel like it's right. home then you know there are things like that there's some you know and the same with encountering people there's people mm -hmm. that we encounter that you know we cross paths with and you know, i think you click with them and not yeah i think for me the big thing is i have to learn to trust my intuition i don't have yes. a lot of good sense of like self with trusting myself so i think that's what i'm after this episode is what i'm gonna work on because mm -hmm. i definitely have these feelings but i don't think i act on them as much as i should i think i doubt yeah you should listen you should listen. yeah <laughs> honestly i think they tell you more than than that's out there yeah. than you realize yeah well, the journal's a good idea because you can also write down the times you didn't listen you go oh i should have done that and then you yeah kind of then you probably see a pattern and you go okay well i've had all this you know so maybe this time i'm just gonna 
take that leap and see what happens. Because in the past I didn't, but if it, if I did, maybe this, this, and this would have happened. So I don't know, just a fascinating thing. There's a lot of stuff going going on behind the scenes. I think consciousness and, you know, dreams all kind of are part know, of it all. And obviously we're all distracted now in our urban world, you know, with all the electronics Ugh. and all the noise. It's, and yeah. Everything. So mm-hmm. we just sort of learn to tune it out, but um, we got to get back to the basics. Just, you know, Absolutely. Just, uh, trust, trust our feelings and our intuition and just go with the flow. When we hit yeah. the great outdoors, like that's our thing. We sort of go into the woods because we're also very interested in creatures, cryptids. So, you know, out in the woods, like you're, it's just a whole different, you know, buildings are great, but just to take a break sometimes, it's nice to be yeah. outside because there's a lot right. of you know elements that are kind of working out there too. So you never know what's out there. Yeah, I feel really connected to nature because I grew up, I'm, I don't know, in the Poconos, which is like a really woodsy area. Oh, yes. Yeah. And um, I thought I was like a city person. Honestly, I moved here for comedy. And I kind of took it for granted, like the connection, like we live on a lake and, um, yes. you know, now going back is almost like so fulfilling, like spiritually and like emotionally just to get mm-hmm. to like, again, just like you said, be in the elements and feel like connected to it you know, feeling a part of it. Cause I, I do feel like with phones and TV and the city, it's really easy to lose connection with yeah. that side. Well, yeah. I feel like we have to disconnect and then reconnect, right. To, yeah. to other things like kind just, of yeah. Format when you're so out yeah, I think that's what happens when you're out there kind of, yeah. Yeah. A bit and kind of rejuvenating. It's kind of recharging. Yeah, totally. Well, this was so awesome. I loved talking to Very you all. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Holy topic, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. It was really cool. Um, where can my listeners find you? Oh, well, we, well, we actually are on hauntedhistorybc.com. That's our website. And we also have a Twitter account that's um, haunted history two, like yeah. the number two. At, at haunted history yeah, two. At, yeah. Yeah. And then Instagram, we are haunted mm-hmm. underscore history underscore EC. Awesome. You will find us there. Yeah, everyone check it out. You you guys both take really great photos. I love the reels. So keep it up. Keep listening to your guide. Definitely. Yeah, like, thanks for having us on. It's great yeah. to meet. Like it's great oh, that we yeah. can do this. You know, that's the part about technology we like because we can yeah. connect with people all over the place and, and share something that we all are passionate about. So oh my, yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. I had yeah. seriously so much fun. If you ever want to come to Philly, you have to let me know. The eastern yes. eastern yes. part of the United States. There's a lot to see for sure. Oh yeah. Eastern Pennsylvania, even like my hometown and like Philly, like Scranton. I always tell investigators there's a lot of, you know, investigations to be had out this way. For yeah, sure. for sure. Oh, well, thank well, you. Thank you're doing, doing a great job. We love your podcast. Oh, so we're enjoying wow. it. Oh, great job. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for entertaining us. We love it. Yeah, I know. Actually, it's yeah. great. It's so good. Yes. <laughs> no, we'll have to listen to Bloody Mary. Now I'm intrigued because I, I know. haven't listened to that no, one. Me too. So, Bloody oh, Mary. Yeah. Mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- uh, that's because that one hasn't been released yet. I didn't oh, want to. Yeah, <laughs> but it's coming. Oh, it's coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I said it was. I'm like, okay, good. That was like why it was like a synchronicity thing because I haven't released it yet, and you were talking about mirrors, and I was like, oh, that's okay. Good one. Good one. Oh, look out for that one. Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Chaskowski. 
The show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.